This is the Ask the Vet podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Ask a Vet. I'm Kathy Zitt, Managing Editor of Solar Power World. So this month's veteran is the founder of a San Diego solar installation company. And to introduce him, I'd actually like to read some comments from his employees, but don't be afraid, they're nice. <laughs> so they say, ask anyone in the local clean tech industry and they will tell you that Daniel Sullivan is the go-to expert for all things solar. Daniel is the most passionate, intelligent, dedicated, and hardworking person I've ever met. People, including myself, can't get enough of his American dream rags to riches story of a young entrepreneur with a big vision that has brought our company to where it is today. So I'm really excited to be speaking with this man, 13-year solar veteran, Daniel Sullivan, president and founder of Sullivan Solar Power. So Daniel, thank you very much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you. That's a lot of pressure to live up to those kind <laughs> words to start out with. <laughs> well, it just it added to uh, my desire to find out more about your company. I mean, it's pretty cool to see such kind words from your employees. You know, you're definitely doing something right. Not everyone is so provoked to write that kind of stuff about their boss. So let's learn more about what makes Sullivan Solar Power so great and a little bit more about what you stand for. So a good place to begin might be if you can discuss how you started your company, because I know you're an electrician by trade. And so how were you inspired to get into solar? I'm an enviro at heart and my entire life, I've always been concerned about what the human race is doing to our habitat. However, things came into focus for me between 2000 and 2004. And that I saw that California had a pretty severe energy crisis as a result of the market manipulation of the fossil fuel companies. Um, we had rolling blackouts. We had investor-owned utilities going bankrupt because of price manipulation. Also, my son had been born a year prior, so my perspective on life really had changed. It was no longer about my world. It was about his. Mm -hmm. A couple of years later, we had the war drum being beat to go to war with Iraq, and I saw through what it really was. It was about securing fossil fuel supplies. So it was a convergence of multiple things and married nicely to my trade, which is an electrician. I had been studying photovoltaic systems at our training center. I saw that our dependence on fossil fuels was reaping havoc on our way of life and I decided that I was going to take a leap of faith and go forth and teach everyone that would listen about solar power and what it could do to make our world a better place. And from that came Sullivan Solar Power in 2004. What a wonderful story. I always like to hear all the passion that came into creating a, a solar company. Um, I think it's a little bit different perspective than maybe some other types of companies in different industries. And you've obviously been very successful. Now Sullivan Solar Power is a leader in its region. You're on Inc.'s annual list of fastest growing companies. You're on Solar Power World's top contractors list. So from a business decisions perspective, what do you think has led to your success? What did you do right in business? Well, time back to why this business came to be. I knew from the onset that every single person that we encountered and ultimately helped move them away from fossil fuels through solar power would have to become an advocate for what we are trying to do. 
you have to understand that when I started, there were roughly 100 solar power systems on San Diego Gas and Electric's utility grid. And there were a dozen or two solar companies in the region. So it's a very small market. Solar was, in the eyes of a potential customer, a new technology, something they didn't trust. So I understood that I had to educate them to understand the cost-benefit analysis, to understand that the technology truly is proven. It's not new, it's just new to them. And then when we were done with the installation, I had to make sure that they were as ecstatic about going solar 20 years from now as they are the day that we turn their system on. That meant that I had to make the right decisions as far as who was doing the work, who was designing these systems, the type of products that we were using, and make sure that all my construction expertise as far as quality assurance and quality control are concerned went into every project we did. So to summarize, I had to make sure that we provided quality people, quality products, which resulted in quality systems that gave our customers the results they were seeking. So at the core of what we do is to turn every single person we touch into an advocate. Because we've taken that approach since day one, between 50 and 60% of our business comes from referrals from our clients. Right. So our effort to turn people into advocates, it's doing pretty well. We want every single person we touch and we want 100% of our business coming from our customer base. And I think in the coming years that will happen. Absolutely. I know that education and advocacy is so important when it comes to solar especially. And you talked about quality. I read that your company has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and you haven't had any complaints filed. I've read that professional, caring, ethical, and respectful is the opening paragraph of your company's employee handbook. So can you touch on morals and ethics that you try to impress upon your company, including when it comes to team certifications or maybe your sales team's approach when working with customers, since you said that side is so important as well? It ties back to the beginning again. It's when the company started, it was really just me. I had $2,500 in the bank account. So every single decision I made had to be a sound one and had to be rooted in doing things the right way and making sure that customers were taken care of and that they became advocates for what we're trying to do. As the company grew and I brought people into the company, it was important that those people shared the same values and the same ethics. That proves to be a very difficult challenge to find people who are aligned with you on morals and ethics. But I've been very fortunate and blessed in that when people outside this company see how we approach business and see how we approach our customers, they want to be part of that. There are now 700 plus companies in our territory who put solar panels on roofs. Mm -hmm. I can't say that they're all doing it in an ethical way. And in fact, I know many of them are not. Sure. People don't want to be part of organizations that are ripping off customers or misrepresenting the value proposition. They want to be part of an organization that is looking out for the best interest of the customers and ultimately the best interest of our future generations. And I think because that's at the core of what we do, good people are naturally attracted and want to work in this organization. 
Right. That's so important for the industry. You know, you have one bad experience with a solar installation company and it kind of makes the whole industry look bad. It's so important to, to leave a good impression. In this seat, when you have to make sales in a given period of time, sometimes you can find yourself conflicted between making sales mm -hmm. and making sure that you're adequately representing the value proposition for someone going solar. We've had people get mad at us because we've refused to do their installation because their house is completely covered in shade. We'll explain to them, this isn't in your best interest, yet they'll respond back to us, well, I don't care what you're telling me. The other companies say it's not a problem and I want you to do it. And we'll decline the installation because we can't have that. We can't have somebody on the street, somebody in the community who spent ten to $30,000 on a solar power system and not realizing their return on investment because that person will become a detractor not only for our organization, but as you stated, the entire industry. And there is much too much of that going on today. The, the companies that were doing solar a decade ago, by and large, were doing it for the right reasons. They were doing it because they wanted to see change in the world. It was an uphill battle for them, like it was for me. But they were doing it because they knew they were making a difference. Many of the companies that are doing solar today are doing so because they saw the successes of the, the early companies. They saw an opportunity to make money and that's at the core of their motivations to do solar. When that's your core motive, the bottom line, profit, you are not aligned with the interests of your customers. You're not aligned with the interests of moving our region and ultimately our world away from fossil fuels. It's, it's a challenge for any business owner to balance the ethics with results. One thing that we've done well and one thing that's been instilled is that ethics comes first. Very good points. You know, it is unfortunate that not every company does value that. Another thing that I read was that your company culture has been described as fun and free-flowing, but also with a very strong work ethic. So I understand, <laughs> I understand that you provide your employees with a lot of perks, high salaries, great health care. You even go on a company cruise. I think I want to work for Sullivan's. So <laughs> why go to such lengths to treat your employees? How do you feel like it relates to business growth or why does it make for a good business? Not to sound cliche, but work hard, play hard. That's kind of how it's been since the get-go. The company, as it grows, it doesn't grow because a couple of people at the top make it happen. It grows because the people throughout the company are working hard each and every day for us to realize our vision. Therefore, the successes of the company should result in successes and rewards for the people that are making that happen. I wish I had the ability to deploy megawatts and megawatts of solar year over year by myself. That would be great, but I'm mm -hmm. not Superman. I rely on these people to make this happen, and they should be rewarded for those efforts. Coming from being an electrician, I remember one company where I was an apprentice. I worked there for a few years. I saw the owner a handful of times. I asked my foreman at the time, how come we never see the gentleman's name. Mm -hmm. And he said, because he's on vacation about 14 days out of every month. And I'm like, oh, that must be nice. Wow. <laughs> I'm wow. digging ditches while he's, you know, off in the Caribbean. That's just not fair. So we're a union company. We've always tried to sh share the wealth, if you will, with the people in the, in the company who make it happen. And I think people appreciate it. And ultimately, that translates into better results long term. 
Yeah, you're not going to want to work hard for a boss that's on vacation all the time while, you know, you're in the trenches. So um, that makes a lot of sense. Not unless he's taking me with him. Yeah, at least once <laughs> in a while, five days out of those yeah. 14 days. <laughs> yeah, we don't do it anymore. We used to go on cruises as an entire company, uh-huh. but we got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it got to the point where, you know, we would have ended up with 150 people on the cruise and that might have scared the cruise line. So <laughs> we had to get away from that, but we, we provide perks in other ways. Yeah, there's lots of ways to celebrate. That's really neat. So how are you looking to continue expanding in this year and beyond? So 2017 and beyond, it's not rocket science how to build a company that will continue to grow and grow the right way. You know, we've never taken any outside investment. I don't have people in Wall Street giving me a bunch of their money to burn. So we have to build the company off profits, and that comes from doing things the right way. Part of doing things the right way is being aware of upcoming changes in regulations and policy, aware of the threats from the utilities and the fossil fuel industry, and then strategically working to ensure that those potential and current threats will be overcome through our approach. Our approach and strategy beyond 2017 is to ensure that we are able to provide our customers the solutions they need and the education they need to get away from fossil fuels and not be beholden to policymakers and rates of the utilities who don't want to see our industry grow. I'm very interested in your insight having 13 years of experience in solar. One thing I know, I know that San Diego was just named number one for installed solar capacity for the year. So I'm wondering, does that make your job a lot easier? Or do you think it's easier or harder now to be a solar installation company than it was when you started? It depends on how how you frame it. Mm -hmm. It's easier in some ways, and it's more difficult in others. When we started the company, when it was just me and a couple guys who joined me shortly after, the challenge was getting people to understand that solar makes sense getting people to understand how it works and to trust and believe in it. To some extent, that's changed. But now the challenge is for people to believe us and to believe that we are not like the other 700-plus companies going around town promising all sorts of things that aren't anywhere close to rooted in reality. So it's no longer about trusting the technology or solar. The challenge is, trusting that we are not like everybody else out there. It's a new set of challenges that we face today. Are those challenges easier to overcome? Maybe. We are much larger than we were 13 years ago. We have a much bigger footprint. We're covering all of Southern California as opposed to solely the city of San Diego. The fact that the city of San Diego is the number one solar city in the United States Again, we took it back from Los Angeles. They didn't deserve it. It belonged to us the whole time. <laughs> it's like sports <laughs> sports teams. <laughs> yeah, I'll root for the Padres any day over the Dodgers. <laughs> so um, the fact that we're the number one city again, it's rewarding to know that we've been part of that growth over the past 13 years. And I like to think that we help spur that along. More and more people understand solar than they did before. Drive down a street in San Diego, you're going to see somebody with a solar power system on their roof, if not multiple people. So that makes it easier for people to take the leap, if you will. So that's the good side. And then 
As far as policy is concerned, that's a whole different story. The utilities have become much more focused and much more effective in delivering their message to policymakers and legislatures. And their message, quite frankly, is a false narrative that distributed generation solar is a problem. And I alluded to that earlier in your last question, is the biggest challenge we're facing. When you have one of the most powerful industries on the planet gunning for you and gunning for your industry, it's a pretty daunting challenge, but it's one we're going to embrace. It's one we're going to overcome. It's one that we're ultimately going to prevail. So short story, is it easier now? Yeah, in some ways, but it's harder in others. I like challenges, so it keeps it interesting. Right. But we'll win. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I guess, you know, if you if you don't like challenges, solar might not be the business for you right now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. If yeah, it's not it's not for the faint of heart. Let me no. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I just thought this was really interesting. I saw that you were at a healthy living festival selling the health benefits of solar. Has that been a successful marketing tactic for you? It's not specific to the healthy living expo, although you know, that is something that we do teach people about. Everybody likes clean air. There's no debate that you want clean air and power plants do not do much to help with the clean air. Um, so if you want to live a healthy lifestyle and we want to move into the future, solar power is a key component in making that happen. But wherever there is an opportunity for outreach in Southern California to teach people about the health aspects of solar, the financial aspects of solar, or just the fact that it's really amazing technology, we go forth and we teach, we educate. That's really the approach we've taken since day one. It's the approach we're going to stick with because it's the approach people want. They don't want to be sold. They want to be educated about why I should do this, why it makes sense for me, why it makes sense for future generations, and why it makes sense for our planet. The Healthy Living Expo was a good opportunity to reach people who understand we need to live healthy lifestyles and we are happy to be part of it. I think that's really interesting. It's a pretty smart move. Um, just to end, do you have one or two favorite projects that your company's worked on? That's like picking a favorite child. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard question to answer. There are two that come to mind because for me, they might have been the most rewarding. I mean, if you ask any person in this company, what their favorite project was, you're going to get a different answer every time. Sure. The largest project, the commercial project, or I should say really it's um, a university project for San Diego State University was rewarding. We did several projects on campus, a couple off campus, and that was rewarding in that the, the projects themselves were different. They were challenging. We had to go through the vetting process of the university and the person in charge of that process is a stickler for the details so he he kept me on my toes the entire time which made it interesting and compelling but what was most rewarding about the san diego state university projects was that many of the students at the university their eyes were opened to this new world where we can generate electricity from the sun as opposed to being beholden to the utility or generating power by burning fuels. And in fact, as a result of those projects, many of our current employees came from San Diego State University. And so it changed their lives. It changed their life direction in that they were going to go 
do whatever they were going to do when they finished university, but ultimately they ended up with Sullivan Solar Power, and these are some of the brightest minds in my company. Wow, that's so neat. Uh, that's very rewarding to to show somebody this is what we can do, and they get excited about it, they want to be part of it, and they want to advance it. When you take someone who doesn't believe or is unaware of what can be accomplished through the power of the sun and you turn them into an advocate, that's when I feel most fulfilled. The The other project that comes to mind, one of my very first customers, he was the uh, director of the National Electrical Contractors Association, mm -hmm. of which we're a member. And it was very early on. I was still living in a garage. And I, I went to him and I said, look, you've got to put solar on your house. This was 2004. And he said, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to do it. Don't even try it. And I said, well, how do you know it doesn't make sense? And he says, because I've looked at it. And I said, okay, well, let me come over to your house and I'll walk you through it. I went over, I showed him, he said, okay, go. We did the project and he was ecstatic when the job was done. Here we are 13 years later, we're still monitoring how a system performs. It's still producing over 100% of expected. He's an advocate. He's telling everyone he knows that they should go solar. And when I met him, he said it didn't make any sense. <laughs> wow. So that is the ultimate reward is to turn a non-believer into a believer. And then here we are 13 years later, and he's still singing the praises of solar power and more specifically and more interestingly for me, the praises of Sullivan Solar Power. So that's, yeah. those are probably my two favorite projects. That's awesome. The process from non-believer to believer to an advocate, really. That's what we're trying to do. Daniel, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been really great getting to know more about you and your company. My pleasure. And I appreciate the work you and Solar Power World do. We'll just keep clipping along and ultimately we'll power the world by the sun eventually. This has been another edition of Ask a Vet. Join us each month as I, editor Kathy Zip, bring you the unique perspectives and insights of those who have spent more than a decade in solar. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Join us online for more podcasts, videos, and great editorial content at solarpowerworldonline.com. And don't forget to share your thoughts on social media. Catch you next month.